0: Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas.
1: hey this is ryan and this is lucas and we're back again with another episode of vacation rental insiders today's topic we're going to discuss the benefits of short-term rental versus long-term rental um in each different scenario uh as it pertains to those of you that want to do arbitration rental um or those of you that own rental and may want to convert them to short-term rental uh, we're going to talk about the differences between the two so um the benefits of short-term rental over long-term rental obviously i'm biased okay i'm in the short term rental business so i firmly believe in arbitration i firmly believe in that as a way to uh, create passive and residual income for yourself so i i'm obviously a little biased and i think lucas is as well (laughs) but lucas and i are professional managers of property we have portfolios we manage long-term tenants as well Um, I've been doing it myself for well over a decade. I think you guys remember that from the uh, intro episode. We mentioned it multiple times. Um, I prefer in my portfolio to have short-term rental over long-term rental for a lot of reasons. Um, The first of which is uh, the long-term tenants, as I've mentioned before, they um, they tend to grow roots, I like to say. It's a little term I use. It's a little term I've coined when they get comfortable in a property, they start to think it's their own. Um, of course, they think it's their own until there's a problem, right? Yeah, <laughs> they... when there's a problem, then they want you to fix it. <laughs> then, they, then they remind you that it's not theirs. But in the meantime, they can get rather arrogant and so forth and and you know they, they do things they're not supposed to do. Um, so uh, I have converted a lot of properties in my portfolio to short-term rental as a result of this. Um, There is another reason for that Um, where I do business in the city of Minneapolis, um, and this statement does not apply to the suburbs that I have uh, properties in, but in in the city of Minneapolis, they have um, decided that they're going to make it extremely difficult for landlords to perform screening, um, and they're not going to allow you to use standard tenant screening procedures like, um, history of rental, um, the amount of foreclosure or not foreclosure, but evictions people have had against them. They're not going to allow you to use credit reports, things of that nature. It became easier to have short-term tenants than to have long-term tenants because I didn't have to jump through the hoops to, um, find good tenants and, and in, in some ways put myself in a liable situation with a long-term tenant that I wasn't able to screen as well. So, um, uh, something special for today, Uh, I don't know if you guys are keeping track, we are, this is our 50th episode, and we only started a few months ago, right Lucas?
2: Yeah, only a few months ago.
1: And so we've already put up 50 episodes for you guys, we hope you're enjoying the show, Um, but as a bonus today, to mark the milestone, uh, we we feel it's a massive historical event for us, (laughs) we brought today with us somebody to help us on this topic and give us an enlightenment, uh, on short-term rental versus long-term rental. Uh, one of the tenants from our building, we have a guest on the show today, our very first guest. My buddy Kurt here, say hi, Kurt.
0: What's up, y'all?
1: Yep, Kurt is a tenant in one of my buildings. And you've lived there how long now?
0: Uh, must be like five or six years
1: now. Okay, so in the five or six years you've lived in that building, you've watched me convert all the other units uh, except yours. Um mm-hmm into short-term rental. Correct. So let's this go... Building.
2: Well, this building for the listeners, it's a, it's a triplex, right? Yes,
1: triplex building. So there's two units underneath Kurt. Um, and there, if we go back in time, when you first moved in, um, there was a set of tenants in the floor below you and then a, another individual on the first floor um, with her son. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, if yeah. I remember correctly, I, I think so. It's been so long now. Um, now when you first moved in there, what was the mood of the property and your housemates?
0: Well, when you first move in, there's always that feeling out period. Like you're trying to get comfortable with the property. The people that I moved in had been there for a few years at that point in time. So they were comfortable there and you're just trying to get a feel for each other and you're, you know, your neighbors because you're going to be living in the same house as them essentially, you mm-hmm. know, albeit, you know, different floors and whatnot. Not roommates, but housemates. Yeah, yeah. You know, hu- you're, yeah. you're amongst each other. Yep, yeah, housemates. So you just got that, you know, that feeling out period. Keep in mind, I also moved in, in September mm-hmm. and we're in Minnesota, so, you know, as winter... Winter hits people tend to hibernate, stay in their place, or not mm-hmm. hanging outside. So that first yeah. those first few months, that first winter, it was it was pretty quiet there. But then as soon as spring starts to come out, that's when people come out of their houses, they start socializing, all mm-hmm. that. So Right away, I'd say overall, to answer your, your question, overall, the, the mood the mood was good. But mm-hmm. of course, anytime anything's fresh and new, that's always <laughs> going to be, or the majority of the time, that's going to be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, right around the time you moved in, I had some turnover on the second unit as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one of the roommates with the second floor gal, she ended up moving out. Um, we ended up getting a new roommate for her. I helped mm-hmm. her place a, a gentleman in there so that she could get her rent paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that played out, um, and this is, this is really um, an interesting story because what happened over time, and you can chip in here anytime you want. Feel free to interrupt me with tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't, we don't really go structured here. We're, we're real casual, just so you know. All so right. <laughs> the listeners know that already. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk right over each other, right? it <laughs> doesn't matter anyway so um the folks that lived on unit two one of them was was on her own program but i started to notice that the people on unit two started to get really social with the people on unit one and how did that play out <clears throat> so with
0: these particular people you have one person on the first floor that doesn't really have a a job and is living off of um, other people's monies, we'll call it, including the government's monies. (laughs) And the other person is, you know, living pretty frugal and just doing, like, rideshare or or food food service delivery and, Mm -hmm. you know, has a pretty open schedule. And both of them, you know, like to imbibe a little bit. So they became... They became, you know, real close real soon because you got a bunch of free time. You so elected, they're drinking buddies. Yeah, they're drinking buddies. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, and to your point, you know, that's one of the things when you're talking about long-term rentals. Now you got renters yep. that have what a lease contract for 12 months or whatever. Yep. They're in there, and that's who they are, and that's what they're gonna do. Now so I- that is essentially, you know, what happened. And at the same time, we're talking about. Um, to circle back in spring, everyone's hanging out outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. So would you say that they got? I mean, I always joke about it, but I mean, they grew roots, man. They were like, this is where we live. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna crank music. We're gonna grill. We're gonna drink. We're gonna hang out outside all day. Um, what was the noise level in the house? On occasion.
0: Uh, well. Both of them like to like to drink, like we talked about, but they also passed out early. So the noise, <laughs> the noise level up, a past, up past a certain time wasn't wasn't too bad. But yeah, I mean, during the day you might have music, or on the weekends, or you know, talking or drunk talking or whatnot. So sure. you know, just just that type of thing you're going to expect um, out of out of those type of people, right? But right. I, I think the the important thing to talk about here is that hey, these are people that are in there long term. Right. So, just to fast forward a little bit, when you transition to the short term rental game, you might have people like that, but guess what? They're going to be out in the next day or two or the next week and you might get, the next couple might be in there just, hey, they get up at 6am and they go for a bike ride, then they're gone all day, they come home, they eat and they go to bed. Yeah. You know, surely you're not stuck with those type of renters. And of course, when people are trying to rent and trying to get a place. You don't really know who they are. Everyone's going to put forward their best foot. Of course. They're going to try to get in the place. But then once they're in that place, like you said, they grow roots. And they become entitled. They act like it's their home. Mm -hmm. But it's also a home they're not responsible for Mm -hmm. or accountable for. So cleaning, that might go by the wayside. Mm
1: -hmm. Just regular Yard work they agreed they would do. That kind of stuff.
0: That's what I was going to get at. How did
2: the long-term tenants treat the property when, when you were hanging out? Yeah, they just,
0: they acted like it was their place, but it was they they only really slept there and, and ate there. They didn't really care if something happened to the property, because for them, there was always, hey, I can call the property manager, well, in this case, Ryan, he's a phone call away, and I can have him come over and fix this door handle that broke, or hey, there's this light bulb that went out that's way up in the ceiling, and I can't get to it, so... Let me call him. It's just like little, little things like that. Versus yeah. the
2: short-term tenants are kind of like in and out of there. They don't really, uh, <laughs> right. they don't really break anything, you know, and, and stuff's getting looked at quite often. So the property is staying in the kind of tip-top shape. Yeah.
1: So let's jump back and get the mm-hmm. landlord's opinion of these particular tenants that Kurt had lived alongside. They got so comfortable. They got so uh, uppity, <laughs> 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 so entitled. I mean, they were telling me what remodeling i should do to the house and i was getting to a point where i was i was having these nights where they would be out partying and drinking together Mm -hmm. and grilling they'd get boozed up and they would start messaging me and start telling me hey you know you really ought to do this you know for what we pay here you ought to do this too and it's like what are you talking about you're you're not paying anywhere near the market rate for rent you're ridiculous stop telling me what i ought to do and I'd, I'd get into these stupid conversations with these folks. Now, again, we always have to tell our listeners when we tell some of these stories, some of these stories we tell about, about short-term rental, uh, and, and this is one we're talking about long-term, uh, these are isolated incidents. I'm not saying that every long-term tenant is like this. In that particular building, we had a culture. Um, but as a whole, long-term tenants do tend to act uh, certain ways. And this, this was, a, was a very strong example of this. Um, and then uh, the opportunity came for me to uh, move one of the tenants out, and then um, we moved another one out, and we sort of ridded the house of that problem. Um, and then some new tenants came in. There was new challenges, but it was not a party house anymore. Um, there was people that more or less had nine to five jobs, and they were responsible adults. So, uh, but uh, when I started converting my whole portfolio over to short term rental, at least in that part of town, um, I started flipping the each unit one at a time and so for a period of time uh there was just one airbnb in the building of three units and then like another eight months later i believe it was i was able to grab the second unit and convert it as well so once the building transitioned to entirely short-term rental except for your unit
2: mm-hmm.
1: what was the mood then with with people who come check in do their business and stay there what what was the immediate difference you noticed?
0: <clears throat> I'd say number one is, some, like sometimes I wouldn't even recognize there were people there. <laughs> there could be like a whole week would go by, and be like, hey, have you had any renters? Or you might be like, oh, hey, I got renters moving out. You know, going out today, and next one's coming in. You know, and the next day, hey, can you go down there and take care of this for me? And I was like, I'd be like, wait, there were people staying right <laughs> below me this whole entire time? Yeah. Like literally would not even know they were there. Right. So like the the entire entire environment changed in terms of the people that would come and go, you know, Airbnb business. And I'm no Airbnb expert. I'm just giving you my opinion, a right. little bit I know about, it, but I do know it is, a lot of it is reputation Correct. Base. Kind of, and I do stuff. They're going to get reviewed. I do stuff on eBay, and you want to get good reviews and you want to have a good reputation because that helps you get rentals or, you know, dole out rental properties or whatnot. So that actually has a big effect on people. Not only that, but people are egotistical. They want to get you know, all five-star reviews or whatever Airbnb does. They want that 100% rating. Well, the the guests care
1: as much as we do. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, for the listeners, we'll repeat something we've talked about before. The the guests give a crap whether or not I'm going to give them a two, three, or four, or five-star. They care because if they try to book again and they've got a poor review guess what? They've lost the ability to do instant book. That's no longer available. Today. Well,
2: that's the thing is I don't think that a lot of the first time Airbnb guests realize it because when you go to Expedia, hotels.com, whatever, hmm. the property's not reviewing how you treated the property. No. So when they come, I've to never Airbnb had Motel and, 6 and I, care. Yeah. But when I notice they're a first time booker kidding, or, or <laughs> they don't have any reviews or they just joined, I'm sending out my automated intro message for first time stays that's saying, hey, Check heaters, the rules. Check the rules. Read the but listing. Reviews matter to us, and they matter to you. And here's what you have to lose mm-hmm. if you don't treat the property right. Yeah. Um, and and I never have a problem after that. In fact, today I had somebody check out, left me five stars. I let him five him five stars, but it was yeah. his first time that. And it's and he's stayed. he's
1: off and running, and now his next stay, he now has a feel for what's going on. Yep. Um, but he. Do we get a lot of guests that are first-timers? Of course we do. There's going to be a lot of people that are dipping their toe in the Airbnb world still. But a vast majority of them have at least one or two reviews. They've got experience. They give a crap what I'm going to say about them at the end. Um, And there was a period of time when I did inform people that a long-term tenant still lived in the building. And so they were made aware that someone in the building would essentially be Uh, ratting on them (laughs) Mm -hmm. if they acted up so in the period of time which which has amounted to three years roughly um, that you are residing alongside short-term rental people how many actual incidences would you say were negative
0: i wouldn't say i had one outrageously negative incident whatsoever i mean you get Guess that like to uh, you know maybe smoke and that, that could be cigarettes or it could be something else and the outside smoke, of course the, the smoke may come up you got your window open it yep. may come up and bother you but okay. right now i've been staying in an apartment it's the same thing there so other than that <clears throat> you know you might have people rent it to party, but even like the the parties, there was never like any party that was like out of control or anything like that. Right. They were socialized, get together, socialize, yeah, maybe midnight, you know, it's the weekend, so I'm not an old fuddy-duddy that doesn't <laughs> bother. That wouldn't bother me, but yeah, overall, I'd say in the three years, I wouldn't say I had one like just outright negative conversation. That's good. Experience. That's good.
1: That's great feedback. And I I, I thought you were going to say that. I honestly did not check with you before I dropped that question on you. Um, I haven't had any majorly bad experiences as a host in your building. Um, I I had some incidences that didn't involve you. They were quiet incidences. They were a little bit of drama with a couple of guests that didn't understand what checkout time meant. Um, You know, that happened. But, you know, those were minor and I handled them. I dealt with those situations, and then any other negative issues I had inside of your building were, were more or less issues with people's cleanliness, and it didn't affect you. Um, so you heard it here first, guys. It's That's from a person who lived in a multi-unit building where the majority of the units were actually Airbnb, and you're getting feedback here that's extremely valuable. If you own a property like that and you want to convert it, or you are a property manager that is talking to an owner about converting to short-term rental... You're hearing right from someone who lives in the building. It is not a problem. They are better than long-term guests. They are more respectful. He doesn't even know they're there, and that's great feedback. Kurt, we great we feedback. appreciate you coming, man. Well, thanks, Kurt. Um, yep. Thank you for being a guest on our 50th episode. Woo hoo! <laughs> yeah, round of applause. Uh, we. Uh, We'd like you to track us down on Instagram, Vacation Rental Insiders. Look for us there. Like and subscribe to the podcast if by now you haven't done that. I mean, like I always say, what are you you doing? Come on, like and subscribe. Get it over with. In the meantime, uh, be the best host you can be and go get that money.
0: Go get that money. Get that money.